Chin a boot. Cool. All right, well, I'll, I'll speak first since I won't be speaking too much throughout the episode. Will ya? Aye, so basically, <laughs> what we're, hello everyone. Basically, what we're, we're doing another episode of our podcast called Tuna Boot, uh, sponsored by Budweiser Bud Light. Um, and we are going to talk, well, Liam is going to interview Dougal about his musical history, about the, the songs, the bands, the albums that forged his future music loving life. And they're gonna they're gonna start doing that now. We're right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go. <laughs> oh shit. Um <laughs> three to one go. So you were born. <laughs> before everything starts, like and subscribe, guys, please. That's a good thing to say. Remember that. Right, and also I, I want I want to say one thing at the top as well, that I'm I'm taking a new approach to the recording and I'm actually lying on my bed. So if you hear any sort of linen rustling, <laughs> some, some Egyptian cotton rubbing against each other, yeah, you know, or, or any sort of general bed sounds, <laughs> don't be alarmed. General bed sounds. Oh yeah, Dougal had something to say as well. Are, are you wanting to leave that? Then no, no, I'll, that I'll plug it right at the start. Um, so for uh, I've got a theatre company called Simply Surreal and by the time this podcast Woo! comes out thank, thank you, thank you, no applause necessary but I appreciate it alright, you're one fan's here for you to <laughs> <laughs> um, for, uh, we've been on the go for five years now and because of Covid and stuff we haven't been able to do anything so we're doing a little online YouTube series of um, plays basically we five plays coming out over december and potentially into january and they're all about three scientists discovering the uh the the potential second coming of jesus christ um so if you could head over to my our page on facebook's and instagram called simply surreal give us a like a subscribe and uh, we'll be posting them out there and give us a watch there'll be a tip jar give me money if you have it if not that's also fine. <laughs> I don't get paid for this shit. I'd like to get paid for something at some point. <laughs> but, Do you not get paid? <laughs> Do you not get paid for this? No. no. Are you guys getting paid? Am I meant to share it between? So I've been getting paid since day one. What? Yeah, that ad revenue is mm. coming in. Mm. Well, while, you, while you were yeah. getting free grit in a terrarium that probably lasted a week. Uh, my terrariums are still up, thank you very much. Don't you take the pit? Is, uh, MJ Supplies might not be a member of this podcast group anymore after our unfortunate falling out, but he's. Uh, but my terrariums are fine. Thanks for railroading my uh, my little plug. I appreciate it. <laughs> what is? Why need to say it again? Just, what, what's the name of it, and where can the people find uh, it? It's called. It's going to be called Doctor Wiseman has invited you to a Zoom call. And it will be on uh, shared on our Facebook and Instagram page, Simply Surreal, uh, and on our YouTube channel as well, which we're getting set up just now. Oofs. Big oofs. Excellent. Well, we're looking forward to that, aren't we, Liam? Uh, we're definitely looking forward to that. Right, we'll be watching, and we hope to see you there as well. As well. <laughs> Sorry, I was doing so well there. I was, <laughs> I was doing, <laughs> wanting to give it the attention it deserved, and, and my mouth let me down. <laughs> I love the moment you lost confidence in exactly what you were saying when you realised you couldn't see people there. 
<laughs> it was a great thing to witness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Anyway, enough of that um, other shit. Let's go back to this shit. Yeah, so here we are with a Mr. Dougal from Tunabut fame. Hi. hi. And we're going to talk to him today about uh, his musical journey through life. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. (laughs) That's no problem. Jim, dance. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realise there would be a dancer. Yeah, or or dancing monkey. (laughs) Yep. I have to contribute something. I'd say it was more of a (laughs) shuggle. Yeah, like, so I'm Conan O'Brien... I'm Conan O'Brien. You're, it was. you're the guest. Google. I was just trying to rustle the sheets, really. <laughs> Get those bed sounds. Mild bed. No, it wasn't mild bed sounds, was it? <laughs> what was it? It was just bed sounds, wasn't it? General, general, general bed sounds. General bed sounds. General bed sounds. <laughs> I mean, if I make that noise accidentally, that's not good. <laughs> but yeah, so. Dougal, why don't we start right at the right at the beginning? What's the first bit of music you can ever remember hearing? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is gonna take a long. Fuck it out! I have no idea. You asked me what the first bit of music I remember. The first bit of music I really remember right uh, yeah. liking, maybe was uh, was Macy Gray. I try. No, 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 right. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm talking like early, early. Like, have we got like Happy Birthday or <laughs> Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? <laughs> Macy okay, Gray no, was we, not the first right, song. Right, you, you know what? Enjoyed. Actually, you know what? <laughs> no, Dougal, no, Dougal, forget that. What was the second song I remember? <laughs> I can't remember what was on it, but I do remember having one of the, uh, you know, the cassette players with the microphone at the side of it that you could record yourself onto, and I'm pretty sure I had yeah. a bunch of nursery rhymes on a cassette that were creepy as fuck when they were sang because it was just like a really high-pitched voice singing Humpty Dumpty or something like that (laughs) yeah that's probably that's probably the first music I I remember listening to and well you you never would have thought at that time that you would be sitting here making a music podcast would you (laughs) When I was two, no, I didn't. I didn't think. Considering podcasts were about fifteen years away at that point, is this a music podcast? Is that is a music or a comedy? Is this this is a music? Is this a music podcast? <laughs> I think it tries to be at some point. I points. think so. Jeez. Vaguely, it's a vague. It's vaguely a music podcast. Yeah, you know when like you've got a Big Brother music podcast and you really want to be your Big Brother, but you're not just there. That's that's what this podcast is. Dougal, I've got to, I've got to say, I didn't understand what you just said. Then, <laughs> uh, that's fine. Jim, dance. <laughs> um, so, Dougal, minutes into this interview, and not spoke about music yet. <laughs> so, well, let's speak about music then. Tell, tell us more about Macy Gray. Yeah, well, it was. Uh, I'm sure I've said on the actual podcast at some point. It was on Big Hits 2000. Or Hits 2000, sorry, which was one of the first CDs I remember having. And it was always track three on that, Macy Gray, I Try. And I don't know why, it just spoke to me as a five, six-year-old. Absolutely fucking loved it, mate. And I remember when we went down to see my cousins in Manchester, my stepmom always tells the story of how I wouldn't let them listen to an R song for the six-hour drive. 
that it's just Masic Day I try over and over again um, until we got there and I was having a fucking ball <laughs> um, so that was the first one that you remember liking what's the first album that you ever bought physically first album I ever bought was a long time after I think it was 2006 five, so I would have been 11, 12 when I actually bought an album myself and uh, there were two of them there were the Cooks Inside In slash Inside Out and mm-hmm. uh, the Feeling 12 Stops and Home Oh, brilliant. both of which I still listen to to this day really good albums but I remember going into HMV and I had the money for the first time like I got the pocket money to go and buy albums and I didn't have a wallet or anything so I put them in the back pocket of my jeans but they were really tight mm-hmm. jeans so I really struggled to get the money out I don't know why I remember that but I just have this memory of trying to <laughs> fucking dig this change out of my pocket and not getting it and then I took them and loved it but it's like that's I mean they're not the first albums I owned but they were the first albums I bought myself kind of I don't know I don't know where about this is going to be in the timeline but remember like when you're a kid and you have your birthday parties like in a hall or something did you ever have one of those parties did I sure I must have at some point I don't know I didn't have many friends to have that sort of party (laughs) (laughs) we had them in swimming pools and stuff occasionally I must have I must have you'll need to we'll get my mum on this she'll know more than I will (laughs) (laughs) so I was just trying to remember because uh, I remember going to my friends parties and there was always like be requests getting put on at the parties and that um, I wondered if you kind of had something you could dredge up about that about <laughs> like your, your birthday party anthems <laughs> I never really had any of them man to be honest with you nah not until later life really did we ever have any of that shit the only time I've ever had a birthday anthem sang at me was on my 19th in Edinburgh uh, me, Jim, and Dean and that, and Dean and Hamish and Joe had all came down to do some filming, and I turned nineteen at midnight, and I'm pretty sure I just remember Dean in my lug um, screaming, "You're not nineteen forever, Cortinas," uh, <laughs> um, and then I fucked off the rest of that night, got lost. Do you mind that, Jim? But I just buggered off for a few hours. Well, no, you, you did that. You have you had a habit of doing that quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just sort of walking away and having your own little side adventure. <laughs> <laughs> With spin-off in the corner. Yeah. But you'd always come back, whereas I would just I would just mm. leave. <laughs> Some people just vanish. Some people go away for a while and then come back. <laughs> um, so was there ever a point that your music taste got to influence your uh, kind of like appearance or your like your image that you had? God, these are these are weird questions that really don't are really more about life than music, which is quite. Weird. <laughs> uh, pr- I mean, probably at some point, man. Like when I I always wanted the long hair when I started listening to more music because all musicians I always thought musicians just had long hair and beards. Mm-hmm. I always wanted a beard, just because <laughs> you know that was that was music that was sort of cool indie acoustic musicy people. I probably, I, I don't know, I, the check as well maybe at some point, the check jumpers and stuff like that. But that again, later life, when I was, I, I never really cared about what I wear, to be honest. So like, 
probably more the hairstyle <laughs> or lack of hairstyle. Although when I was younger, eh, I always had the sort of Beatles haircut slash Bieber look going on. Like early Beatles, so maybe they influenced that a bit. I did actually, I liked that my hairstyle looked a bit like the Beatles. <laughs> That's true. When I met you, that was kind of, it was the Bieber-esque fringe. Yeah. Hmm. Not Bieber, no. Who am I thinking of? No, you're right, Bieber. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I, I he, he wasn't like he wasn't spitting on people from balconies or anything like that, but he, was, he just happened to have a similar looking fringe. <laughs> I really should have prepared some questions. No, this is good. We're getting as much an insight to you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, just trying to get a feel of Diggle as a person, so then the music reflects that a wee bit. Aye, so when would you say that you entered your music renaissance? Where you turned around and you decided, you know what, my music taste is actually quite good. Fucking hell, man. I don't know. Like, I had such a, a mix of influences when I was growing up. Like, my dad's music taste for all is is okay. Um, and I love the Bare Naked Ladies because that's my dad's favourite band. Outside of that, 90% of it's utter gash. And it's like very um, mm. cheesy, homoerotic 80s music that he loves. Which is quite... Some glam rock. Oh, no. No, no it's like we're no? taking his fucking... Um, his... Uh, record is vinyl collection you've got some like you've got some queen and stuff in there and then you flick mm. it back and you've got these sort of like timmy mallet-esque cunts sort of coming up <laughs> and it just gets worse and worse as you peel back to folk you've never heard of and then right said fred show up at the end and you're like cool so this explains <laughs> this explains nothing how did you have a child you know like um <laughs> but like no I, I my dad's got quite a, an all right taste in music and it certainly developed over the over the years from where he was um and then you had like my mum and scotty obviously i think scotty my stepdad was probably my biggest influence in music to give me a good taste and sort of started to realize i had a good taste the more i learned from him and my mum as well like my mum introduced me to like the biggest one would be nina simone she absolutely loved nina simone and had one of her, one of her birthdays, she got like the best of album, and I just remember I couldn't stop listening to it. Like I absolutely loved it. I thought it was incredible. Um, and then you had Scotty, who like when I was younger, we'd always walk around Duffy Park in Aberdeen. I'd be on his shoulder. Scotty used to have long hair down to his arse, and like I'd pull his hair to decide which way we'd go, and we'd always sing Bittersweet Symphony <laughs> as we were doing it, the Verve and shit like that. And then in later years, like in later years, Scotty kept on like just every time I'd go out um, and go and get like every Saturday or something when I go to the shop, go into town and had money, I'd be like, I'm going to get a CD. And Scotty would turn around. I remember specifically one day when he turned around and went, man, go and pick up Pixie's Wave of Mutilation if you can. And I went, okay, never heard this before. So I went out and got it. Never heard of the Pixies before in my life. Got back, and I just remember Scotty putting, go, looking at the back, seeing Debaser, putting it on, and then just fucking going for it. Now we had a like we had a light shade that came down to like here on me when I'm standing, and uh, Scotty's about the same height as me, and the man managed to dance like a maniac around this without hitting it once. 
and it was just an incredible <laughs> thing to see but yeah that was sort of like when scotty started doing that to me i mean he'd introduced me to the verve like you know you too he used to love foo fighters all these sort of guys who really heavily influenced my sort of indie taste if you like so i don't know when i found my music when i knew my music taste was good fucking i don't know when i started going to the shops without scotty telling me and came back with like two radiohead albums and a Dio album and showed up and was like this is <laughs> yeah we're on to something <laughs> oh dukes do you mind if i call you dukes you call me whatever you want please all right <laughs> uh honey That was such an easy joke, and I don't know why I didn't manage to pull it off. <laughs> There's hesitation there. <laughs> Drawing a blank. I just want to say live music. Live music, Diggle. Tell me about it. <laughs> what was that? What was my first gig? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> the first gig that I tell people about that I went to was uh, The View at the music hall in Aberdeen. Do you have a secret a secret first gig? Yeah, I'll get to it. No, 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 no. Yeah, because I've got I've got a secret first gig as well, which you'll find about in my one. But yeah. yeah. So like my first gig that I'll tell people about was the View. It was a it, they were awful. They were shit. Um Kyle <laughs> Faulkner kept on going off to the side and spewing every song and was off his fucking tits. So it was pretty you? awful. Uh I was 13 <laughs> nice something like that because i remember i had the view and then two weeks later i had kaiser chiefs and killers on the same sort of weekend um both of which uh, i only managed to go to because scotty said he'd go with me uh and we <laughs> used to listen to their albums and sing their songs in the car quite a lot yeah. um but my secret my secret first gig would have been a few years before that and it was the X Factor live tour when they came to town. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, like the winners. Yeah. So all the, the top eight came and all sang a wee song from the X Factor. And I used to fucking love the X Factor when I was younger. So what year was it? Who, who was the winner? Who, who was the main act? Um, that would have been, been Leona Lewis that year that won it. Uh, you know what? That's not bad. Nah, Leo... I'm, not, I'm not a fan of Leona Lewis, but as far as like, X Factor contestants go, not the worst to see. I mean, yeah, it, you know, looking back, it, it's still not good. But at the no. time, I had <laughs> I had a great time when I was there. You know, like it was mm-hmm. as a kid, I got to see live music, and it was just people who from the outside if you watch those sort of shows and you like get into it you know from the outside are people who are just daring to dream and want to try and fulfill their dreams and that was what i wanted to do i wanted to be a singer for i wanted to be a musician from i don't know how young like i always sort of wanted to do that so like i just and seeing these people who supposedly had been picked from nothing and managed to do it was like yeah this is amazing and it, i mean it wasn't it was just people covering songs mediocrely not very well it was just people <laughs> i don't it was just people covering songs not very well really 
Um, I know what version I'm using. <laughs> 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 so obviously you must have seen quite quite a lot of uh, live acts now, but is there any that stick out in your mind? Uh, yeah, there's a couple of favourite gigs. I mean, uh, Foo Fighters at Tea in the Park that we watched at yours, that's one of my, still one of my favourite gigs. They were fucking unbelievable. Yep. Dave Roll's an amazing front man. Who else? Bare Naked Ladies, actually. Some gigs I've seen them. <laughs> uh, just because they're a bunch of guys just loving what they're doing. They've made the money. It doesn't matter anymore. They're just doing it because they enjoy it. And I think there's none better in a gig than when you're watching people just enjoying playing the music. There's so many. In my, I mean, Courtney Barnett, when we saw her, she was fucking outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still very, very jealous <laughs> that you guys didn't ter- ter- turn me on to her before you said. <laughs> well, we just assumed since you've got such a good taste, Liam, that you'd know about her already. Oh, Jim, stop. Yeah, we thought you'd be there. <laughs> oh, I'll save it for your one. Uh, Cage Cage the <laughs> Elephant as well was a fucking amazing gig. They were really good live. There's so many good. The Killers live a few times have been fucking awesome. Actually, the Killers really know how to like play to the crowd as well. They really know how to get a crowd on their side, which I really mm. like about their live stuff. I know they're they're brilliant live. Take heed, guys, when you're doing my <laughs> my interview or the next interview that's getting done anyway. <laughs> Do a little preparation. <laughs> Who's doing your one? Is it me that's doing mm-hmm. your one? Right, I'll be interviewing All you. Right. Okay. Um. Right, is, uh, have you managed to get a chance to meet any of the uh, acts that you've seen live? Not many outside of Belladrum, really. I've met a few acts around Belladrum. I met Father Son back in... I was underage. So 2010, something like that when they were just starting out mm-hmm. they played at like half two in the afternoon or something like that at like half two and then me and my pal uh rowan from van ives who were on the pod whose uh songs featured on the podcast where they we went up and just sort of met them afterwards had a chat and then later on in the evening we went to see the wombats and i turned round and there was ross from a uh, father son standing next to me so we hung out had a wee beer together sang away to the wombats together which is pretty cool considering now that father son are doing quite well <laughs> <laughs> i've met ross quite a few times actually because uh scotty again one year at belladrum yeah. was i was father well, son were like what was that sorry what were you? What were you? You were about to say something. <laughs> no, I was going to let you carry. I was about to say a little known fact. I've been likened to Ross from Father Son. <laughs> <laughs> little bit, little bit. I can see it. <laughs> I Scotty one uh, one year. Father Son were like a secret guest. They were then they were a secret guest at a small stage, and then Grandmaster Flash was a day late, so they came on as like a surprise. I ran down to see them. And Scotty was there hugging an old man, just as he does. Didn't think much of it, just went down and started dancing with him. And at the end, Scotty was like, this is the lead singer's dad. And Scotty and him still chat on Facebook and all that. Scotty still <laughs> asks him if Father Son are playing Bella every year. <laughs> but like, aye, so afterwards, Ross came down and uh, had a wee two-second chat before he ran away. Met the guys from awesome. the La Fontaines a couple of times with yourself, Liam. 
At one yep. point, we met them. Very sound guys. They signed my shark, which is quite nice. <laughs> Do you want to explain that at all? Nope. <laughs> no, cool. They signed my shark. They're quite nice. Uh, <laughs> met the LaFontaines very briefly uh, at a gig in Aberdeen once where they came out of um, the curry house on Belmont Street. Shibrima? Shibrima? Something like that? Just above mm. uh, the yep. weird record shop that's there, the downstairs record shop. And oh, Cavern. I Cavern, that's it. And my uh, my mate Drew turned around and shouted at them. I like shouted hello and all that. Waved back at them. And then halfway through the gig, they were like, any requests? And Drew just in the middle went, how was your curry? Which was quite good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Um, sounds like Drew is quite a character. Drew's a good laugh. He's, uh, I've been to a lot of gigs with him. Good good person. We'll get him on the podcast at some point. Get him on the cast. So if you could describe your music taste in one word, what would it be? <laughs> I mean, music? <laughs> okay, cool. We'll move on to the next question. All right. So if you could describe your music taste in two words, what would it be? Good music. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> Next week on Tuna Boot. <laughs> right. 37 words. <laughs> 37 words. Oh, I don't want to count to 37, man. You uh, have Spotify, yeah? <laughs> yeah? Yes, I do. You create playlists on Spotify. Yep. What's your technique? What's your process of creating a pl- playlist? Mm. That's quite a good question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. <laughs> you know, you boys get this as well. You know when you want to, like, pop together a playlist, you either want to do new shit that you've just started liking or you want to do mm. the favourites. And the more music you listen to, the harder it is to make a cohesive, pod, a cohesive playlist of the favourites because there's far too yeah. many of them. So it becomes yeah. like I need to look through four hundred songs, and to get my favorite playlist together, and it just doesn't work. So what I quite like to do is little challenges when I make playlists. So like if I'm doing playlists of my uh, like for work at the moment, I'm creating a wee. I'm halfway through making a wee playlist of just tunes that I can put out the deliveries to. Um, I've basically decided that I'll go into every artist and I'll look through every album and I'll pick my favourite song off the album so I'll just take one song from out each album that I like basically and try and do that just to give a bit of variety to the taste in the past I've done um, one artist for each letter which is quite fun to do nice. but it gets really hard when you get to B <laughs> when you've got you know You've got quite a few in B, <laughs> none of which I'm thinking of just now. When I was younger, like I loved Kaiser Chiefs, Killers, and Kasabian. And then I'd get to K, trying to put together these fucking playlists and go, ah, shit, which one of them did I choose this time? And it's all about how you feel, you know? Or it's just songs that get you amped. I like an amped playlist where, like, just song, like, it's, it usually involves Debaser somewhere in there. And just songs around that that, like, if you're feeling shit and want to walk to work, just songs that pump you up in that way. So, what would you say is your favourite playlist that you've got? And also, 
what was going on when you were creating that this year not much because we've been doing this fucking podcast so much um no there's i just got spotify in the last year so i lost all my apple i uh amazon music playlist so i'm still in the process of recuperating quite Mm. a bit Mm. but i always had my in my in my amazon music i always had one which was um the one i used to use when i was walking up arthur's seat every day training for like the um west highland way and it was the one that i did a to z a different band for every letter because it was just so Mm. fucking good like there wasn't there were 26 songs on them and all of them were bangers and it was the perfect amount of time to get me up arthur's seat to the swimming pool and then to work but on the new one at the moment i love it i love my work playlist i've just gotten to f but you've got some i mean you've got a lot of david bowie a lot of bob dylan a lot of the beatles a lot of the foo fighters foals arctic monkeys alex turner courtney barnett it's big thief it's just a decent every song you're like yeah here we go again sounds pretty solid yeah man or i've got my i've got my desert island discs eight track which is solid as well well that's that's what i was going to move on to next is what what's the soundtrack for your wife so what's your desert island disc man Okay, uh, well, okay, let's rename it. It's no longer Desert Island Disc. It's um, Barren Landmass uh, Landmass CD. <laughs> barren Landmass CD. What yeah. is your Barren Landmass CD? I can share with you my Barren Landmass CD <laughs> uh, and give you a bit of context behind each of the songs quickly, not in the same format as Desert Island Disc because it'll take too long. But we start off with One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies because of my dad big fan um that song i always remember and specifically in that song the second verse that starts off chicken to china to chinese chicken um i always for some reason thought my dad wrote that <laughs> don't know why <laughs> but it made me, it just i and it still just stuck with me that that just affiliated with my dad then i move on to bittersweet symphony by the verve which i've also spoken about um to do with scotty and just my childhood it's a big song that reminds me of my childhood. Uh, then we go on to Let It Be by the Beatles, which reminds me of my great-uncle Dennis, who I'll speak a bit about now, because I haven't yet. My great-uncle Dennis was what got me into the Beatles. He was, um, when he was 13, he got run over by a double-decker bus. Um, for the rest of his life, he was shaking some sort, I don't know what it was, but he just was never still, couldn't walk properly. And then you saw the man use a guitar, and it was amazing this guy who was like constantly shaking and couldn't really do much picked up a guitar and it was like stillness and he was amazing at it and it just that i think that was when i wanted to play guitar he also had really long hair so i think that's maybe why i wanted to have long hair as well mm-hmm. unfortunately uh, my uncle dennis died um quite a while ago now because he, ob- he had a lot of shit wrong with him but just seeing him play guitar was just something else. And um, I I got to get one of his guitars, which is the red washburn that I've got in the living room. That's from him. That's special guitar to me. I barely wow, play it. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, it, got, it got given to me once he'd passed away. He let me and one of my cousins pick up one of his guitars. His favorite was a Union Jack electric. Uh, but I didn't want the Union Jack. 
so <laughs> I, I picked this one because I thought it looked it looked nicer and it's a nice memorial it's of him. It's a beautiful guitar. Um, but at his funeral, it's it's lovely. It's a proper classic. But at his funeral, um, everyone like the moment of reflection was to "Let It Be" by the Beatles, and that's just always been my song like that I remember with him, and it's sort of what got me into the Beatles, got me into a lot more music I think and just like it's just uh, so it's an honour so I have to have that song with me it's always going to be my favourite Beatles song and all that um, then in the lighter times we move on to Made of Stone by the Stone Roses which obviously Jim and uh, that's just college yeah. man that song epitomises college we used to scream that when we were pissed on nights out going home and it's just one of the it always just brings back happy memories of being just fucking <laughs> blitzed. Like, having a great time doing just being stupid, drunken kids, basically. Oh, that one's in my, was it, Baron um, Landmass CD as well? Yeah, so that's the first four. Then we go to Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. Which reminds me of my partner, nice. Ali. Um... And specifically, one night when we were really drunk again, she um, was steaming, put on Shania Twain, and just sang, was singing and dancing awfully. Like, it was drunken slurring, <laughs> and I was drunkenly slurring. We were both just steaming, but I just remember that point, looking at her and just going, I love you. And that was the first time I'd really thought it. So that's why I'd take that with me. Then you've got Heroes. David Bowie, because hmm. it's fucking David Bowie. It's my first Bowie song. It reminds me of a lot of good times with yourself as well, Liam. So you get a wee mention in the Desert Island Discs. Oh, amazing. Doing the old karaoke, and it's just, the, it's a, it, it is a song that gives you this feeling of just, it's, you know, perks of being a wallflower have it, man. It makes you feel infinite. It does. Like, there's no better way to say it. Um, undeniable then you've got At Last by Etta James which is just a fucking purely beautiful song absolutely astounding song astounding singer it's in there because I love it and it's always when I if I'm stuck in my barren landmass then <laughs> I would just that's the song I'll listen to as I deteriorate into the ground like that just I think it's got perfect finality to it and I don't know, I just think that there's a beautiful sort of uh, poetry to that. And then lastly, it's Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd, which is, um, we'll, probably, we'll probably speak about it on our favourite lyrics episode, because I think it's a lyrically beautiful song. It'll always remind me of um, a very close family friend who passed away, and I sang that at his funeral. Um, and just happy times with my family that was always a song I'd sing learn to sing and play on guitar and that sort of they're my eight um, Baron, Baron Landmass uh, CDs track staunch strong yep solid yeah do you want to do that for your one Liam do you want to prepare that yeah yeah I'll do that that's, one. that's nice no yeah. that, that, that was beautiful Dougal no it's quite a nice, quite a nice ender, if you want it as well. Just to. Well, I was I was about to ask you what's uh, 
what's the most poor related <laughs> song you've ever heard? <sighs> um, well, it has to be put by candlelight, doesn't it? I was singing that the other day to myself. Before I knew what was going on. It comes up in your head sometimes, poo, poo, doesn't it? Poo. Candle. That's all. The only bit I know as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's oh. it's interesting, isn't it? With like when you think when you do all your sort of like learning about music and getting influenced by other tastes and stuff like that, and then obviously we've been doing this podcast and like shading stuff for almost a year now, and fuck me, has my music taste changed from it? Like fuck me, has it been influenced mm. and taken around the road? And I listen to so much different shit and so much more, and have been opened up to a lot i know it gets frustrating as sometimes but it's quite special even that even going like enjoying the toilet bowl cleaners thinking i i would have stumbled across that at some point and went nope next but liam's persistence <laughs> sometimes works <laughs> um yeah the, the, there was only two things i actually had left written down the poo one was a joke obviously but I'm glad that we got somewhere with that. Uh, I just wanted to know, first of all, what are you listening to right now? Well, uh, well I've had quite a good couple of days, boys. Um, actually, it's someone I've not spoken about yet for because I've spoken about them so much in the podcast. Um, on Wednesday, I had a Frightened Rabbit Day, which was fucking awesome. Um, awesome. I was I was doing the delivery and I had my I had my uh, work playlist on, A to F's done. So Frightened Rabbit was on there, and <laughs> I was listening to, oh, uh, what was it? It was might have been Music Now or something from their first album. I just went. I'm gonna listen to Frightened Rabbit now, and I listened to pretty much their entire back catalogue again. And the lyrics in that, I know I've been, like, the last couple of days I've been listening to music that I've listened to a lot, but it's fucking unbelievable stuff. And then today I went, I fancy listening to a mix of The Beatles and Bowie, so I put on a wee playlist, I did a search on Spotify to try and find a Beatles and Bowie playlist and found Beatles, Stones, Bowie, Queen and uh, etc playlist. That's been a lovely day to be. <laughs> that was <laughs> fucking awesome. It, not much new stuff, imagine. to be honest. Like, not much new interest in bands. Just enjoying. Yeah, revisiting the old guys. Like I say, we've been doing this for a long time, so you sort of haven't been able to acquaint yourself with some of the old mm. friends. So it's quite nice to go back to that. And to finally round this off, Dougal, what would be your recommendation for the week and what would be your catch of the week? Oofed. Um, it's quite hard when it's everything you've ever listened to, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, out of the songs and stuff I've spoken about today, well, I don't know. I, I Well, out of the ones I've spoken about today, I would... Uh, recommend anyone who hasn't go and listen to Father Son because they are one of my favourite bands and they're lovely folks and they're just they're so talented, they're amazing they've got three albums out, I don't think there's a bad song on their three albums so mm -hmm. definitely give them a shout uh, my catch of the week for 
I mean, there's so many to choose from, lads. But <laughs> I will give it to... I will just do what I'm going to do. And finish that thought. Give it to the... Um, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> does this does this catch of the week go on to the catch of the week? Uh, you're 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 bunging it up, Dougal. You're bunging it up. I'm a bunging it up. So we've all got to come up with a, like yep. one what a favorite song. All right. Okay. So fuck it. My catch of the week is going to be which. So at least you guys will have time to prepare this. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put up. Let it be. Just because it's always gonna be there and it fucking just brings back it it was one of the songs that basically influenced my journey in music the most probably solid like that was the that was the turn that like uncle dennis and that was the turning point and just there just for general interest that would be that's my favorite beatles tune as well just in general yeah is it i've been thinking about that a lot recently i think yeah it's gotta be liam Favourite Beatles tune? Hey Jude. Hey Jude for uh, you? No, hey, hey Jude's my favourite. Just uh, That's that's the one that me, my brother and my mum would sing along to. You know what my second is at the moment? Uh, Obla oh, Dee, Obla oh, Da. Mm. Just because I fucking love yeah. it. It's so happy and just... Yeah! Like, <laughs> it was the best thing that the film yesterday did to me was remind me that that song existed i think though i think let it be is a very very fitting end to this and i also think it's a very very welcome addition to the catch of the week playlist thanks man it's yeah, been a pleasure yeah, hearing yeah. that was very sincere it was funny it was it was nice that was good don't it yeah we knocked well, this out of the park oh it was all well right done, yeah. Google. no that was that was quite <laughs> enjoyable man a uh, close a close a close one in just because i haven't mentioned the band Close one into my desert island. Uh, no, a close one into my barren landmass CD would mm-hmm. be Why Does It Always Rain On Me mm-hmm. by Travis. So that's from my oh, childhood. Yes. And I used to always have to sing Is It Because I Lied When I Was Three Because I Wasn't 17 Yet. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents wouldn't let me because I, I wasn't 17. So that's one. that we, That's a band that I never mentioned. Also the first CD <laughs> I ever owned was travis singles got given got that given that. and a cd player nice awesome all right let's wrap this up solid <laughs> but yeah thanks 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 for having me it's nice to guest this on is, the podcast <laughs> this has been a little insight into Dougal's music taste and early childhood yeah thanks guys um and thanks for listening Sorry. yeah <laughs> <laughs> So again, I've been Liam. Uh, no, before you go, if you if you enjoyed this, give it a like and subscribe. Give us a comment. Talk to us. We're on Instagram. Start liking that because we are posting stuff on that now, um, and we might post more. Told on you. It. So, we, we told you we'd get it, and we did. Well, t- at least one of us has. Other other people are getting slightly more. I could do. Listen, I can get. I've got to the stage where I could do a post like the ones we've got, but just none of the links work. They're just the words. I'm trying to get them to, so you can just click on it, but you can't. It's just a picture. Anyway, I'm not even talking about it. I don't even want to talk about it. I fucking hate Instagram. <laughs> if it was a person, I'd I'd, I'd punch it. <laughs> and on that note, I've, I've been, been Liam. Well, you have. I've been Dougal. Jim. Good night. And we'll.
See you next time. <laughs> Christ. Should I be? Skish, skish, <laughs> beloosh, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>